What's happening, everybody? Welcome to the Split Line Off-Road Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Rodney Cooper, and with me today, as always... Brandon White here, guys. What's going on, Split Line Off-Road Nation? Episode 031. We have reached the pinnacle of all racing numbers. <laughs> 31. 31. And we got a heck of an episode to break, break it in for you guys this week. We have six-time defending GNCC national champion, ATV national champion, Walker Fowler joining us today. So we are so pumped. amped. So pumped. pumped. Pumped's not even the word. We're more than excited to get him on here and talk some GNCC ATV racing and, uh, you know, see where his head's at Uh well, after uh, four rounds into the season yeah. and uh, how he feels about everything going on and uh, yeah yeah so let's talk a little bit of mountain state racing we can yeah we'll talk a little bit I was, I was gonna bring up some supercross okay we get we get it back this week finally little outdoor supercross yeah get three rounds in Atlanta oh, should I'm be so interesting. Excited. now let me ask you a question and this has been on my mind for a week now um, with the two weeks break does Ken Roxon come back out and and swing uh, like he did uh, off, off the break. I tell you what, he was really good at Daytona, and he was really fast. He just, you know, he had that mishap where at the beginning of the race, not really mishap, but he got forced outside by Webb. Um, I think that he'll be really good in Atlanta. I think that he will uh, uh, be a force to reckon with for sure. He's got the speed. It's all about the starts, though. This year's start cross like yeah. no other. Yeah. So, I think that if he can get the starts, he will be, he'll be good to go. And I tell you what, these three races, I think you'll know who's going to win the championship coming out of Atlanta. Maybe. I mean, if Roxon gets, uh, if Roxon sweeps Atlanta, if Roxon sweeps Atlanta, and they come out, he'll, about, he'll have the points lead. Um, it, I guess it all depends where Coop finishes. I mean, too. the likelihood of them going one two one two one two. Three straight races is high, is not likely. Mm-hmm. You got to also throw in the fact that Tomac, yeah. you know, this could Outdoor be. Guy. What if Tomac goes three and zero in Atlanta? Yeah, man, that'd be crazy, wouldn't it? Crazy, but very possible. Yeah. That's his style of track. I mean, obviously, he's not going to put himself back in the uh, championship contention, but he could put a wrench in it because there's a high likelihood that he could end up finishing between Rocks and and Webb. Um, and either way, that's going to be a big point swing. Uh, you know, at this time of the championship, unless you're a huge Web fan, you're wanting to see, you're wanting to see Roxon get back up there yeah. and fight just just for the just for the just for the entertainment. Yeah, yeah. I mean so. the drama going in and out of each week and what Web's going to come up with and uh, how to mess with Roxon a little bit and and it's just going to be interesting. Plus, you know. Um, Chase Sexton's been riding strong and, and, and stuff like that. So you got some d- different players. Uh, I don't know if anyone's coming back off injury. Yeah. Um, I know AC was – I'm not sure if he's coming back. I know I've seen him kinda. I think he is coming back. I'm so not sure. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Be really exciting. Be I'm really excited, excited to see. I saw the, where they're starting to build the tracks already. So yeah. don't forget to make your fantasy picks, guys. Yeah, it's been uh, two weeks without them, so don't forget it. And, hey, if you guys are listening to the podcast for the very first time, we thank you. We appreciate it. Make sure you like and subscribe to our channel on Spotify. That uh, We're here every Tuesday. Um, we drop a new episode every Tuesday morning. So uh, you guys can get your racing, whether it be um, GNCC, Mountain State Hair Scrambles, ATV Motocross, Supercross, uh, Pro motocross, some, get your fix. Some full fast sprint enduro. Yep, exactly. Yeah. We cover we cover everything. Um, we basically try to cover 
what we feel that everybody likes mm-hmm. in this area. That, no, that doesn't get too much cover. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So um, with that being said, let's go to uh, Mountain State. They raced this weekend up yeah. at Marvin's Mountaintop, and uh, I'm sure it was a rocky, muddy yeah. race. I saw oh. where McGill, some guy named McGill yeah. won the ATVs. Yeah. I'm not sure who that guy is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Adam McGill won for the ATVs, and uh, uh, Brandon Higgins won the overall dirt bikes. Uh, McGill said that that was one of the roughest tracks um, that he's ran, um, especially for a local race. That's pretty awesome to yeah. see. Um, I'm sure that uh, a lot of those guys were hurting <laughs> after that one. Uh, I know I liked that track last year when I rode it, and it was rough, yeah. extremely rough, and it was muddy, so – um, it's it, always but, so rocky up there. Oh, it's rock rocky. gardens everywhere. Yeah, there was yeah. one rock garden in particular that you had to get a drive going into it just to make it out of it, and you, you couldn't go yeah. slow, and it was yeah. it was rough. But uh, you know, congratulations to them. They're going to be going to uh, Elkins on the 25th of April. So uh, maybe maybe we'll make an appearance down there. I don't maybe. know. We'll see. You never know. But uh, 25th of April, Fast Tracks is racing that weekend on the 24th and 25th. So I mean. Yeah, a lot of racing going on, guys. Yeah. It's, the temps are nice and warm out. Everybody's out riding. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. With stuff. that being said, we got a very, very special guest on the line. So, we're going to get him on here in just a second. And uh, you guys enjoy. All right, guys. Welcome back to the show. And as promised, we have reigning and six-time defending ATV GNCC national champion Walker Fowler on the line. Walker, thanks for calling in, buddy. Hey, guys. Good. Thanks for having me. Pumped to be on the show. Uh, split line off-road, something I've listened to for about a year now, and I'm just excited to be on it. Like I said, kind of in, in previous talks and even on just uh, the Instagrams, I've used it as motivation, but I'm on the show now, and you guys are our voice, so I appreciate you guys for being, like I said, our voice for GNCC ATV racing. And, uh, man, just the future to come, I think the, the, the fan base is growing. Obviously, you've gotten my attention, so that means other people are listening as well. Yeah, man, we, that's, we really appreciate that. That's awesome to hear from you. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> that's, what, we're, that's what our goal is because we're, we're wanting to promote <clears> – <throat> you guys and your sport and how gnarly you guys are and you know brandon and i and we were even talking to you about how you know we just were bummed at like the lack of you know podcasting because podcasting is the future of you know whether people like it or not this is how people's stories and week to week uh races get get out there you look at pulp mx yep. you look at all those guys and <clears throat> that's how a lot of content gets out there and i and we just felt like you know gncc especially the ATVs needed um, a voice and uh, we're, we're excited and happy to do it. Um, so, and it's, it's an honor to have you on the show for sure, man. So, yeah. um, um, you know, you talk about uh, using us, using us as motivation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, uh, <clears throat> you know, we, we've had other guys on the podcast before and pretty much everybody that we've had on the podcast their goal and what they're talking about is how to beat you. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> and uh, so I'm sure that that is motivating. Um, uh, and I'm sure that's, that's, you know, something that you use uh, to, to get through and, and get through those long workouts and long motos you're putting in throughout the week. Yeah. You know, and obviously you guys have had uh, Bryce Neal and um, Adam McGill, Hunter Hart, and a couple other guys on the show. And 
mostly just like the picks before races i would say is what really gets me fired up because i'm like <laughs> coming into the race like i feel like i'm the favorite and it's like oh walker's back in third i'm like there ain't no damn way like come on <laughs> like are you kidding me but you know it's that's racing and that's what makes it exciting and uh man like coming into the first race especially i, I knock out a, a second place uh, uh bryson just put in a hell of a ride and we were both on the ground in the first corner and, you know, I'm on different front shocks and just a little bit different program uh, coming off of two, not necessarily substantial, one substantial injury, one uh, a concussion, which isn't my first one. And just just a lot of weird stuff that happened at the end of last year into the winter break. And, and there was a lot of uncertainty for myself. So obviously coming into the year, I think there was a lot of talk and a lot of hype and just um, – you know, obviously McGill puts out a lot of stuff throughout the wintertime and, and Hunter Hart is just such a like Instagram ambassador. Like he is out there promoting squash soap <laughs> and, and Formula eighty eight. I mean, like it's every two hours he's got something going on and and you know, Bryson and I are, are kinda quiet, but I knew he was I knew he was doing what he needed to do and and I was figuring out my myself, and uh, you know, uh, like Jared McClure and, and and Chris Borch even is is pretty um, pretty open online. So there's you know there's a lot of guys that are quiet who are usually quiet, and and then there's the guys that are pretty you know vocal throughout the the winter season. So it's it, like I said, it's fun to hear what people have to say coming in, and then especially after that first race, I felt like <laughs> I felt like I had lost the championship in one race and that's literally what everyone was saying like the year's over bryson won this is a flop like walk i can't believe walker blew it and it just oh my gosh like i have never i've never had two weeks where i just i was the most miserable person to be around for two weeks <laughs> i'm sure oh my gosh like i have never at 28 years old 60 wins at that point five champion or six championships now I, I have never worked so hard in 12 days because <laughs> there's a lot of time in between that we don't get the you know, there's a day of travel and all that crap. But, yeah. um, man, I just, I really, <clears throat> I was working hard obviously, but yeah, I think that I need, I needed to lose that, that I needed to lose that first race and, and I needed Bryson to win and I needed it. <clears throat> People didn't see it, but I was close. And that's all I needed. I needed that spark, man. I just needed to get fired up. I needed to feel like I went fast again. And and like I said, I had two weeks to just just really pound that into my brain that, that some guy and some guy's fan and it's it's not Bryson. It's it's like the fans. Right. For sure. It's a hundred percent not Bryson. I think he's a great rider. I think he holds himself um pretty respectfully, like I think we're good in that sense. Mm -hmm. It's just like the fans of the sport were just like, oh, Walker blew it. I was like, oh, <laughs> man, it just irked me. So Without we worked the... hard, and uh, we came out swinging, and we've been swinging ever since. Yeah. Without yeah. the fans, I mean, we make the drama. I mean, that's what we're here for, right? We're, we're here to stir. We're here to stir the pot. Maybe we're we're not calling for uh, calling for the championship to be over in one race by any means. But but you know, uh, the you know the more uh, the more hype and talk you want as much hype and talk as you can possibly get. But it's funny you talk about like motivation and finding motive finding ways to motivate yourself. Um, 
you know, I, I watched the last dance with Michael Jordan uh, not too, too long ago. Watched that whole thing again. And he said something that struck me. It was t- he was talking about how he would create, in his own head, he would create these beefs with, with people that, and, and, and would make up things that they would say that, that they didn't even say just so he would have that extra motivation. And, you know, uh, you know, I'm not saying that you do that Walker, but like when you win so much mm-hmm. and like, even aside from this year, but years past, like you've won one, two, three, four, five, and now six championships, you have to, I'm sure you have to find a little bit of that to keep you motivated because like what's next? You've already achieved the pinnacle of the sport so many times that I'm sure like the being able to keep yourself motivated is probably half the battle. Uh, I'm sure that is. (laughs) Yeah. I literally go out of my way to look for the stupid Instagram comment. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Like just one random person just to try to irk me just the wrong way. Like that's all I'm looking for. It's just one person who (laughs) still hates me, still doubts me, still whatever. And it could, they could, it could be like the most non whatever relevant (laughs) comment. So I, I totally understand. I've never actually seen that Michael Jordan last mm-hmm. last dance. So like maybe I should look into that because yeah. that's, um, you know, being around. And I think this is the part where like the the ATV side especially is so weird. Like <laughs> the group of guys that have won uh, Chris Boards for six, six years, uh, Bill Balance for nine years, Barry Hawk for seven years. Like the last basically thirty years have been won by four guys. Yeah. And and I know all four guys, myself being one of them, and we're all weird. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we all is as different as we are, we're all the same. And I think like I I, if if you could put Barry, Bill, Chris and I in a room and us all not fight, I think we would have one heck of a conversation. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> if we could host that conversation, <laughs> we would be happy to. That would yeah. be that'd be amazing. And like, and even go on the other side of the spectrum uh, with uh, Chad Weenan as well. I mean, oh yeah, it, it, it's crazy how. I, what what I think is crazy is like right now, like we're Brandon and I, like we've gotten. You talk about Chris Borsch as well. We have gotten. In the recent years, we're talking the last like ten years, we've been able to watch like some of the like the greatest of all time, okay. in, including you and and, and uh, Chris, and then and then Chad sure. Weenan. Just like the way that you guys are the true competitors of the sport, and uh, always seem to be able to rise to the occasion. I mean, it's just a, it's an attribute that not very many people are able to obtain, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean. It's one of those things that, you know, we look back at like Ricky Carmichael or uh, Jerry McGrath as like, man, those guys were the goat. Those guys are the greatest of all time, the king of Supercross. But during that time, people rooted against those guys because they just wanted to see great racing. But now once you look back at their career, it's like, oh, man, I remember I got to watch Walker Fowler race. You know what I mean? I got to watch these guys do their thing. So it's one of those things that's like, it's like where people are not necessarily rooting against you. They're rooting for like good racing, I guess. But, you know, once you retire and, and are at the end of your career, like they're going to look back and say, man, I remember when I got to watch Walker Fowler dominate yeah. uh, the field and change the game. And, and that's, that's an awesome thing to be able to say about somebody. 
Yeah, like I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So watching Tom Brady whoop my butt every year, every year, every year. Uh, this past season, um, I totally rooted for him, just hoping maybe he would retire. <laughs> and and no I got to say, like, not that I'm against Patrick Mahomes, but I just, you know, he, they just, they did a really pretty spectacular job against uh, the 49ers. And, and that was really cool. I was out west when uh, the Super Bowl was going on a year and a half ago, and that was right before COVID. It was just really neat. It's like the last COVID thing that I got to watch and, like, be a part of, and then everything kind of shut down. It was weird and crazy. So then, like, fast forward a year, like, Tom Brady's still relevant at 40. He's like the Johnny Gallagher of football, except <laughs> even better. <laughs> and it's just like, ah, now that he's for Tampa, like, you got to root for the guy. Come on. And then – man did he just put on a clinic yeah yeah and it's just like maybe i'm sure maybe that's not what people i don't want people to think i'm so far from being done at least in my brain yeah like but man watching a guy that i despise just because he beats my team be as good as he is i mean i'm sure michael jordan like people hate him but man you gotta respect the guy like i said tom brady you gotta you gotta respect the guy tiger woods as big of a screw up as he's been the last (laughs) 10 years He's he was so good. It sucks that like his legacy is a little tarnished. He needs to stop driving cars. Just yeah, just, like, just in that. <laughs> he really needs a chauffeur for sure. <laughs> but man, I'm just saying those like LeBron James five years ago, you could respect that Kobe pre helicopter. Like you can respect uh, and and obviously Kobe prior to any of that. Cause, right, yeah. right. Who knows? There's the best of the best are always they're so good. Like, yeah. and I hope that one day. I'm there. I'm not there yet. I don't want to be there yet. I hope I can get there. And see, I would expect you to say that you're not there yet because that's how you keep that drive, right? Um, I mean, if you said you were there, then what else is there to do? I mean, and that's, there's still, I'm at six championships. I still got three to go in my brain. And and then, and then I'm not done. Uh, (laughs) I think you, you, you got to win 10 to be, to be somebody, I think. And I, I think if you make goals, to the point where like people literally can't obtain them, at least maybe someone will stop trying. <laughs> there you go. Hey, man. <laughs> and that's what I want. There you go. Dude, yeah. That's an awesome. Be the best of the best. That's an awesome. You're pretty damn close. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And, and, and I guess like people, and, and, and this is a, another side that is, that sucks. Um, people think like I'm the most arrogant SOB that's ever walked the face of this, this earth. And like, I hate that because i don't believe that but at the same time like i gotta know it's not like when i talk about what i want to achieve i don't think of his arrogance i think of his confidence and i think of it as like if i don't if i don't believe that i can do it then why am i even trying yeah so like that's i want to win 10 championships i want to win 100 races like like i uh, these are goals i want to do and if i come up short then so be it but like there are certain things like i still think a perfect season is is obtainable i think i'm pushing my limit on that one being achievable uh 2017 Mm -hmm. having lost that one race like that sucks yeah yeah that was I was as fast as I am now. No one else was maybe on that level. And Johnny Gallagher really screwed that one. <laughs> <laughs> he 
came but, out left no, field it, on that one. <laughs> yeah, and it was, you know, and maybe that's something that's just not meant to be. Like maybe yeah. that's like the the golden egg that that we're always going to chase as racers. And I mean, Carmichael. It did would it. be really cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, but here's the thing: is like you know, you talk about how people might think that you're arrogant, this or that or the other, but. When Johnny Gallagher won that race, you were the dude. You you acted like you won it when you con- were congratulating him. Um, I mean, that was such a cool moment to see how pumped you were for him. That like you know, I, you know, if you're not confident and you're not you know the. The PR thing to say is, oh, I'm only thinking about the next race, or I'm only thinking about this race, or one race at a time. But your goals are, are, are obviously much bigger than that. And why is it a bad thing to say what your goals are? Yeah, I mean, uh, motivation is what you have to carry. You have to, to, to be as good as you are. Um, any fast rider out there, um, we show up to the track and you face, face them every, every race. Most of those fast guys have an ego, and you have to have that ego because you 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 know you need it's it. confidence. It's confidence, yeah. and I and 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 uh, it's a really funny story. I, I don't think uh, Walker probably remembers this, but uh, it was two years no 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 four years ago. He was heading the snowshoe. He pulled into his sheets down here in Weston, mm-hmm. and I just bought my new truck. Todd, it was about four years ago. Yeah, <laughs> and I just bought a truck, and he was heading the snowshoe. And I saw the I saw the number one in the back of the truck, and I was like, I think that's Walker Fowler. I walked over, shook his hand. He was really nice to me. We talked there for two seconds, and uh, and it, I mean, he was a great guy. So I mean, right. that's awesome. Right. I vaguely remember that. So that's <laughs> kind of wild that that was you. Yeah, that was me. Yep. <laughs> but I almost always stop at that sheet. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty wild. It was. I was like, that's awesome. So, but uh, that's yeah, what cool. I love about the quad guys. Uh, all the quad guys. Nothing against the bike guys. Um, but oh no, no, nothing the, against but, those guys for but sure. But the, the quad guys, uh, no matter if it's GNCC, <laughs> no matter if it's very high approachable point national uh, for MX, everybody's so approachable um, and really, really nice. You know, to the fans and the fan base, you don't got to stand in three-hour lines and get a ticket or anything like that. So. It's really awesome for you guys to do that. I hope it stays that way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'll say I personally know uh, uh, Chad Weenan, obviously, uh, Joel Hetrick, uh, Jeff Estrelli, Thomas Brown, who obviously is kind of newly retired, but I'm sure he'll be around. Uh, Nick Janusa, uh, Wesley Wolf. Uh, I'm trying to think any of the motocross guys I know. but uh, And then obviously all the GNCC guys. And like literally no matter where we are, what we're doing, please come up to us because – or just normal people like ATV racing is, is not, is not super cross. And I, most of those guys, um, I was at the whole debacle, the Jersey debacle two years ago on Papa Max. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yes. Tampa, Tampa Supercross. I took my little nephew, um, into the pits and, and, you know, I don't like to play the, Hey, I'm Walker Fowler. Can I get into your pit thing? I was just walking around. But, man, Aaron Plessinger, what a stand-up guy. Uh, I rode for Scott in 2003 and four, I think. I think I rode out of his shop. And uh, I actually did a team race at Fast Tracks with Aaron. It was Aaron's first race on a 65. And okay. he, he, was, he just got off a of 50. He couldn't even start the bike. And that was the worst part was he got out into uh, the, the backwoods section there at Fast Tracks, which there's not a whole lot of woods there. But, like, as yeah. far away as you can get when you first come in, that's yeah. where he was. And uh, he stalled the bike, and we couldn't get it started. Well, he couldn't get it started, and we lost track of him because he was just a little guy then. 
Yeah. That was a long time ago. <laughs> but, uh, man, just like having that story and, and all these years later, going to the pits, Aaron still knows who I am. Scott still knows who I am. Got to hang out with him and uh, Kendall. And, uh, man, just just really cool. That's Great awesome. people. Cool families. Like, I wish everyone would just look at these superstar people. And, and, and I understand baseball or football or basketball. Like, maybe these guys think they're better than whoever. But right. at least in our motorsports industry, everyone's really cool. So we're super approachable. We love talking to people like as private as I am. Like we love the fans. We love kids, man. Just come talk to us. We love nothing else better than to like not be starstruck and just normal people have normal conversations. We love it. It's awesome. That's awesome. And you know what? Funny, quick, quick story about the Jersey debacle with pulp. That honestly for me was one of the, the moments that, I was like, we need to start a podcast, Brandon, because it really pissed me off <laughs> because of you and I know how gnarly Walker is and how much coverage he deserves. And here he is on Pulpamex, the biggest platform there is as far as podcasting and, and motocross sports. And he was being talked to about a jersey more than more than than his racing. And I'm just like, dad, I was like, these guys need uh, <laughs> a podcast because this is ridiculous. Yeah. And cause like, I, like I'm hungry for that content and I know other people have to be as well. So that's just, it's funny. Cause you mentioned that that was one of the pivotal moments for me. I was like, it's time. <laughs> yeah. I guess it got brought up like two weeks ago again. Yeah, it did. I was listening yeah. to Paul, but I was like, really? That's wild. I, like, I mean, that's really cool that something so stupid <laughs> is that relevant and important still. Oh, man. And the, the yeah. crazy thing was like NFL people, um, uh, NBA people, and some MLB people, it became a trending topic on Twitter for like four hours. Really? Super cool. <laughs> I'll take that. But uh, Kawhi Leonard from is it Miami? Is yeah, yeah. Place for? yeah. <laughs> uh, he ended up taking it a couple steps further. He went to like uh, Aruba or something like two days later, wore his own jersey. It was this huge TMZ thing like, is it okay to wear your jersey? And I was like, <laughs> oh, there's no way that he didn't see this whole thing on Twitter and then took it. Like, there's no way that this is coincidence. There's no way. <laughs> Jeez. Oh my so gosh, take, dude. I I'll didn't even know that. that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah oh, take yeah. credit for that all the way. That's awesome. Because, <laughs> like, people weighed in on him the same way it was on me. And it was like, is this okay? And I was like, there's no way two days later that this didn't stem from Supercross. Like, there's no way. Yeah. Physically, no way. <laughs> That's that's awesome. That's a really so, cool story. <laughs> and, and, and they literally bashed him just as hard as they bashed me. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, <laughs> look at his status and then look at your status in the ATV off-road racing world. There's not, uh, you know, yeah. if they don't, I mean, I don't have a number one jersey, so I'm not worried. But <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, before we get way off subject, uh, Weege ended up coming up to me at the Georgia race, and we kind of put, he's like, do we have beef? And I was like, we totally had beef for like two weeks. And then I think it got brushed aside, no worries. And he's like, oh, man, I felt, I've been, feeling so bad for like a year and a half now because then COVID <laughs> happened and all this stuff goes on. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. You know, I was the original announcer when you were a youth rider and all this stuff. And we were supposed to have this, it was supposed to be a good thing. And then it got way out of hand. I'm like, no, we kind of had some beef, but we're good. He's like, all right, good. <laughs> hey Walker, <laughs> we, we ended up winning <laughs> quad guys ended up winning with the whole, like quad guys get hot chicks like that. Yeah, whole thing. Right? Hey, so that's, uh, I forgot that digging deep ended up making that whole deal. And that got brought up again on yep. pulp. 
Oh, did it? Yes, it did. Yeah, yes, yeah, it did. Yeah, that. That. And the they all episode, agreed. They all agreed. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, like, my girlfriend was pumped. She's like, I had no idea people thought I was hot. I'm like, yeah, babe, you got it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I we'll, forgot about that. We'll chalk that one up as a win. Yep. So, uh, and, and, and we'll, guys get hot chicks for sure. That's right. And we'll move on. <laughs> so, yep. so, Walker, let's talk about this season. Absolutely. Holy tangent. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we already know the story. It's already been told a thousand times how Walker came in and changed the game. He was able to come in and, 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 and race sprint speed, the whole races and get out front and walk away with races. And that's how, that's how he won. And, And then it's, we've talked about a lot lately, how we've felt that guys are, are starting to catch like Bryson. He's able to maintain that pace all race and, and, and whatnot. Walker, talk us to us a little bit about, you know, are you, your, your racing style, how much has it changed from year to year? And, and do you feel like you are the same racer now, or have you evolved even more so than, than what you were whenever you started this style of, uh, of racing? Yeah, so I would say that that kind of Chris Borge pretty much kind of started it. Um, the first lap was still kind of a grab ass game, and then uh, I forget the year two thousand ten, eleven, twelve. Brian Wolf kind of is the guy that started making it a sprint. Okay, and, and that was coming from the XC two ranks into his rookie year. So then I was like, hey, wow, it works for him, and that's kind of how we raced. Uh, we both won overalls from xc2 uh he earned the number six plate in 2010 iron seven and then obviously that was my goal always it was like hey this sprint thing worked but it took me till 2015 ish 16 17 to like really kind of perfect it mm-hmm. um and it <clears throat> it doesn't always work obviously um i think you kind of end up in situations maybe that you would not end up in if you would just slow down a little bit and use your head so i think that's where i'm at now is like maybe i'm going a little slower than i was but like i think about things a little bit just a a moment but at the same time i think bryson has figured out that it's a sprint as well so we're both just going for broke at this point and whoever makes the biggest mistake and whoever makes the last mistake is is the guy that's not going to win and whoever benefits from that is who's going to win so i think i would say that like i i'm not going to say i slowed down from my uh hand injury last year when i cut part of my finger off Mm -hmm. uh on the throttle side i was nervous about it uh end of last year i definitely wasn't the same rider we did a lot of things with the machine to uh make it so i could basically get back to speed and i spent all winter perfecting that and i'm still perfecting that it's not perfect but i'm probably about as good as i'm gonna get and i think i'm what what this off season has taught me is how many things weren't good about my machine because I had so much downtime and I was off the machine so long that when I got back on it, I, I felt all the things that were wrong and it just little. And when I say wrong, like I have the best bikes on the line already. 
and I've picked up on four or five little stupid things that I would have probably never noticed. But I was like, oh my gosh, like if I can't be as good, I got to figure out a way to get back there going slower. So (laughs) we, we focused on the machine so much and then my speed came back. And now that's why, like, I'm not going to say that I, I might not win another race the rest of this year. It's, that's 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 likely. That's to, we're only four races in. I I could have only won three races all year. That's totally possible. But I think the the little stupid stuff that I really focused on is is what's making a big difference right now. That it, it's a mental game. Um, honestly, yeah. it could be it could be worse, and it mentally made me get back into my comfort zone, and and just get that confidence, get that spark back, and. And I think that's what makes me dangerous is when I have that confidence, when I have that spark and I, and I'm just ready to go toe to toe with whether it's Bryce O'Neill, whether it's Adam McGill, whether it's Chris Borich, Hunter Hart. Um, and honestly, you know, I think <clears throat> with Hunter Hart, I think that's a name that gets so underused right now. Mm-hmm. Like it, at first, I want to say that maybe it was overused, but four races deep in this championship, he's your number two rider. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think people are really overlooking that. Yeah, no, we 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 agree as well. Um, and you know, one thing that 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 Hunter's able to have done to this point is to not have a DNF or a uh, something that has hindered him from 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 finishing a race in a good fashion. And that's one thing, Walker. With as fast as you're going and setting yeah. the paces of these races, that Brandon and I have talked about to no end is the fact that. You don't have breakdowns for the most part. Yeah. For the most part, you don't have these <laughs> yeah. breakdowns. You don't. Uh, have... It's inevitable, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. When you're going two hours and pushing a machine as hard as it can possibly go, no matter how good the equipment is, you're going to break it at some point in time. But you have a lot less than than most, and and that is one thing that 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 I find um, really wild is how you're able to run the pace that you're running, and then still maintain the bike. So it leads me to believe that you can't be pushing – I mean, there, in my mind, there's no way you can push 100% and then still maintain the bike. Do you want to touch on that? Yeah, I think <clears> – I mean, I feel like I'm giving it 100%. <laughs> 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 I, feel, I feel like I really am. So – you know, like like seeing these guys, uh, Cole Richardson, um, uh, Bryce O'Neill, um, I'm trying to think. That's pretty much on the Yamaha top riders that have had some issues this year. I think it just comes down to maintenance. I think it comes down to prep and who's doing it. And that's, uh, you know, my mechanic, Mark Notman, is, uh, is also working on Hunter's bikes a little bit. He's just so good. I mean – this guy doesn't make a mistake. If there's a question, he starts over and does it again. And if that's a whole day's work, we scrap the whole day and he's, and he, he tries again. Um, literally if there's, <laughs> if, the, if the circlet for the, 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 the piston is sitting on the bench when he's done, it could have been one from six years ago. And that thing's coming back apart just to make sure that that, you know, the wrist pin circlet is, is in there because, he just doesn't want to make sure he wants to make sure that there's not an issue. So the guy yeah. is phenomenal. His birthday was yesterday. Mark, I don't know if you're going to listen to this, but happy birthday, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Mark, um, if you're listening, Mark. happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the guys like everyone thinks I'm the robot. That guy is legitimately like a machine. Like it's, it's so incredible to watch him work and what he does. It, it's disgusting. Like, 
to the point where when he does tire balls, I don't know if anyone's familiar with that, but there are these individual inflation systems that came out years ago. And uh, there's 13 of them or 14 or 12, however many you want to put in the tire. And they're <clears throat> the lubricant. It's like, it's like vet lube for cows, like to birth cows. Okay. It's nasty stuff. The stuff you, you know, you go elbows deep. Just It's KY. No, let's just go with that. There KY jelly basically is what's all over these nasty things. <laughs> and, and once it's in the carcass of the tire, it becomes this black sludge. Uh-huh. And he can literally do tire balls from old ones that are this nasty black sludge in a white t-shirt in 30 minutes be clean and the job be done. Oh, wow. <laughs> it takes me two hours and I'm wearing this crap head to toe. That sounds like me. Like, yeah. my ape, like I could have an apron on, throw it away. It's junk. Like, literally, my shoes, everything. He's in a white t shirt and he can go out to dinner with his hair slicked back looking good 30 minutes later. That's awesome. The guy's nuts. Like, and that's the difference. Like, yeah. if I had to pinpoint one thing, it's my mechanic. He's the reason I'm successful. I just push the throttle, I get the fun job. I have the best mechanic. That's it. Yeah. I mean, that's what you need is a, a really good team around you. And it sounds yeah. like you got that guy. And I mean, yep. that's what makes, I think, uh, KTM factory team for dirt bikes really well is, you know, they got the yeah. best of the best ever there. Yep. So. Yeah. And that's, and it's, uh, he is not uh, Yamaha employed is the okay. other difference. Everyone thinks that like he's this, he's not, I, I privately employ him. It's expensive. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's his full-time job, but his his success and my success is fruitful enough that I'm able to pay him, and it's absolutely worth it for me to have him on my payroll <laughs> because <laughs> he's that good. And uh, you know, I think the success speaks for itself. That's... So I think that's super cool. Is that it's a uh, you know we're we're friends, and it's kind of a private deal. And uh, Yamaha does take care of him absolutely. Um, you know, helps helps him with some parts and some other stuff and just swag and keeps him looking cool. And he gets some one-off stuff that I don't even get because he's, he's that cool. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's I, – I, like I said, I think that side of my program, that and, uh, you know, Lone Star Components, uh, Moto Experts, Toby Reed, our engine program is phenomenal. Um, uh, like I said, Lone Star Components, uh, GBC tires, uh, no tire failures, uh, um GPS wheels, just our componentry is just so top notch that that you're it, able it, to go 100. percent That's insane. <laughs> I'm able to give 100, percent and it takes a freak thing. Um, yeah, you know, like like the, I don't know if you saw it on Instagram when I clobbered that tree this last race and yeah. it broke. Oh, the tree we broke. saw it. Yeah, the tree broke, yeah. <laughs> and it damn near broke my leg. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I saw the and picture nothing, that you posted the, about, yeah, about like a huge bike bruise. <laughs> The bike was totally fine. Didn't even like steer wrong all race. Like I didn't have a bent tie rod. I didn't have a bent uh, tie rod end. I didn't have a bent wheel. I didn't have a bent steering stem, steering flag, anything. Just damn near broke my leg, and that's it. Brandon, I'd, I would have broken a steering stem. Yeah, you know that. He breaks stems yeah. like crazy. <laughs> you know, and that's precision. Uh, steering stabilizers totally saved that one. And like I said, Lone Star Components uh, and, and and a good wheel manufacturer and just crazy like the, the stuff that we encounter that's i'm gonna start trying to wear a gopro a little bit more because people i think i think mcgill was wearing them, bryson was wearing it too uh and then obviously the whole ama thing happened but the stuff that we encounter on the track yeah. and, and the stuff yeah. that we get into is was, it's unbelievable what we put these machines through 
And it's crazy that like there isn't more issues. Yeah, I right. was trying to talk to Mikey Waynes about getting maybe a couple uh, onboard cameras oh, on God, you guys, so but he's like, some guys might not like that because they take different lines or something. But I was like, that would be so cool for the race, the fans to see that oh, from home. Yeah, it really would yeah. be because I, I watch. I mean, I will watch any GoPro video that I can. So Walker. Like literally every GoPro video that you'll put out, you'll at least have one view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. That one view is all I need. <laughs> but uh, so here's the thing, though. Like you, you talk about like you're able to push it to 100%. And I look back to round two of, of the series and we were watching the race and we watched how Walker or I'm sorry, we watched how Bryson, you know, was able to catch up to you during that race, and then it was almost like you clicked another gear. So is there a hundred percent, a hundred and ten percent that you have to give? Um, I know that's mathematically impossible, but what I thought was amazing was is the fact that you were able to step it up in another level, and then that race ended up going down as one of the, one of the greatest races you know that I've seen. Yeah. Um. I mean, I definitely had to pick it up. Yeah. Uh, like I said, Bryson, when he's on and, and, and moving and the machine doesn't give up on him, he's tough. Uh, there's no way around that. And, uh, you know, obviously he's going to get more wins this year as you put yourself in that position to win more, more often than not, you're going to get one. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I was pretty much just running roadblock. Uh, I picked it up. Yes. Um, was I probably in his way? probably a little bit, but you got to get around me. Yeah. And, uh, right. you know, the, the, the spots I knew where he could pass me, I would push 130% mathematically impossible. <laughs> and then the, the spots that I knew he couldn't, I would get it back down to a safe spot. And then, uh, you know, if I could get a lapper or just heavy roost even and, and know that I was a quarter of a second ahead, I would, you know, I would try to sprint away and just, you know it's tough like yeah. like i said when when two guys are basically riding at the exact same speed it it, it becomes a mistake issue and you yeah. know i don't know if he caught something and broke the the steering stem or flag whatever it ended up being or if uh you know i like i said i i got about a corner ahead of him so i'm not sure i know that i could hear him back there and then all of a sudden it got quiet and as soon as that got quiet i pushed my brains out and then I kind of started looking back, and then I was like, well, I don't see him, but that doesn't mean that he didn't just stall, so I'm just going to focus ahead. Right. Um, but, yeah, that, it's, that's what it's going to come down to is not making those mistakes. So, right. Um, there is another gear when I need it, but, uh, you know, I think I think him and I are, are probably equally matched, and uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to yeah. be a really good year, and I, and I really look forward to, you know, the battles. And I, I'm not going to win them all. But I do like it when I do win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, sure. yo, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, you know what it takes to get it done for the championship, and that, and I seem like seems like that's more of what you're like what you're pushing for is the championship, not like not overall races, which is great to win, you know, every race. But I think you're more the person that's wanting to get the, the job done at the end of the year. Back yep, seventy five percent right now, so that's not too bad either. Seventy five percent, super solid. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, as the year goes on, that 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 uh, percentage uh, goes up or down. But uh, you know, I I'm like I like to look at it. It uh, you know I I just put it down on paper and I I look at the the Ohio rounds, Baroque and John Penton. I didn't win a single one of those, so obviously Bryson's a favorite to win both. Um, 
I already lost Big Buck this year, so technically he's the favorite to win the next round. So I got to do something to make sure that doesn't happen. So that would mean that he's the favorite to win the next two. Uh, what's what's the one after that? Uh, Mason Dixon, Corey yeah. Dixon's track. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that kid is another level with that track. It's like I Bryson and I could both ride at 140 percent, and no matter what we do, we're not going to beat Cole Richardson at that track. So <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> it, it's dude. It, it literally is insane. Like <laughs> it just look. That's just the that's his place. So you know that's technically not a win for me on paper. That's Cole Richardson's track. Um, what's the race before Snowshoe? Is that it? That's it. Six, yeah, six, seven. Six, yeah. Uh, Snowshoe. I like the things my track. Yeah, that's not that's not the mountain of McGillville. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, shoot, I'm sure he'll argue with you on that one, but uh... <laughs> uh, one more win and he can't even argue the facts. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's got it right now. He does. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's awesome. We'll we'll have to get him on here and see what his opinion is. But uh, yep. um, you know, you talk about the the Mason the Mason Dixon race. Um, I did not get a chance to see. I don't know if it was not on Racer TV or what, but um, uh, Cole Richardson's uh, uh, air filter change. It, I have never seen an air filter get swapped out that fast in my entire life, and I'm sure yours was was about the same. But yeah, that was that was a wild one for sure. And what I think is crazy, Walker, is how you have like you're looking at every single round and like, okay, this is my track. This may be where I have to pick it up a touch. I mean, that's just, that's insane. Um, that you have all these tracks like down to that type of a science. I mean, you got to, you know, and that's not even giving any secrets away. That's just the cold, hard facts. When you look through the, the, the book, they give you at the, at the gate, the first round. So, you know, basically, if my name's not on it at the top of the list, it just is more motivation for me. So, um, you know, we we're at a point now where, you know, my suspension's not been the same every single race. I've ran something completely different, whether it's uh, valving springs, ride heights. Um, you know, the B and R Springers are new this year. We didn't we didn't race them the opening round, and I lost. And ever since I put those Springers on, I'm undefeated. So, yeah. uh, I wish I would have had them on the first race. So shout out to the <laughs> that whole BNR crew, um, man, the springers are just, they're so sick and it just, it just takes another element kind of out of, out of the, the racing, the air could fail at any moment. And then you're, uh, you know, you're left with nothing. At least if the spring shock fails, you're riding around on, on actual springs and, and you could finish a race. Right. So, you know, that's, that's a huge kind of weight lifted off our shoulders. Cause we were having to do a lot of stuff with the air shock to like, make sure that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that makes so, a lot of sense especially yeah, we you're, you're going so long set. so going so long on on these and you know it gets hot and air yeah, pressure builds air and... pressure builds and changes um <laughs> yep yeah. so do you they do definitely you... build <laughs> yeah, i'm sure they do especially at your speed do, do you like the sand tracks more or do you like the like the rougher terrain or see that's the that's like i everyone thinks i'm a sand specialist and yeah. like i'm a short i'm uh five seven and a half i'm a short guy uh i think the only rider shorter than me is uh joel hetrick <laughs> 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 shout out joel my bu- my bro and he's really good in the sand too but uh i don't know why i'm good i think it's just because it gets so gnarly and like as things get gnarlier i just turn my brain off and enjoy the suck 
Yeah. Just like if it's going to be miserable, you might as well just love it every second of it. And when I see people get tired, man, it's like like Rocky. When I, as soon as I see someone get a little weak, man, that's when I just get pumped up and I'm ready to go. So blood in the water. I, love, I, I yeah, blood in the water for sure. I love I. I mean, it's, it could be a, a circle track, and if I see someone make a mistake, I'm jumping on it. So, like, <clears throat> I'm not going to say that I don't have a specialty. I think that's what makes a champion all around great is I'm not good at anything. I'm just – I'm not great at anything, I should say. I'm good at everything. Yeah. And that's not being boastful. I have no, to. No, no, yeah. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not great at the rocks, but I'm good. And I'm not great in the mud, but I'm good enough to be up there and, and take advantage of a situation and – I struggle in the dust, but I always find a way to get a good start, keep myself up front, keep myself out of the dust. And if I'm in the dust, I find a way to back to the front. And, um, you know, the days that I do have an issue, a couple years ago, John Penton, I got a, um, a, a vine wrapped around my wheel and I was back in the XC2 class and I came back and won the race. And that was deep into the first lap. Um, it just, I, you know, I'm not going to say I'm like Stu Baylor because that kid is on a nub, another level of <laughs> thriving with adversity. He eats um, it up. <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't race when I cut my finger off. He gets whatever happened. I can't really say on Impaled. camera what happened, but <laughs> he, he had an issue with a creature and <laughs> and then comes back and almost wins. Like, oh, that's another level of gnarly. I didn't um, hear about that. <laughs> Something that lives in the swamps. (laughs) Bow uh, uh, bow fishing? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Okay. Nice that. (laughs) Um, Where am I going with that? Anyway, yes, I love adversity. I thrive for that. But uh, like I said, I just, you have to be as a champion. Like, that's why Chris was so good. That's why Bill was so good. That's why Barry was so good. They were consistent, they were always there. And I might, I'm not the fastest guy. I know I'm not. you know, I think on any given day, any of these top seven riders are faster than me, but I'm, I'm I'm there. And I think that's that's what makes me dangerous. And I think as I age, you know, I'm going to be uh, I'm, I'm 28, I'll be 29 around Ironman time. And I think that's what makes me good is like I, I know my weaknesses and I know that I'm not the best. And I just know how to always make sure I'm I'm there and that's not something you teach. That's just, that comes from the heart. Right. Yeah. Well, one thing that you are insanely good at is, is hole shots. And that is such a, you know, everybody said like it's a, it's a two hour race, you know, hole shots don't meet as much, but when you're on a quad, there's obvious reasons why it's more important than a dirt bike hole shot. And you, it seems like you put so much emphasis on that, that, um, you know, take me through, take me through that. Is is it because of like, you know, you put so much emphasis on that and, and that it goes into the style of racing that you have, uh, being able to get out front and then try to do your best to run away. Um, I find that, you know, pretty awesome because it's such a hard thing to do and you've mastered, mastered that. I mean, I mean, the famous saying is you can't, you can't win the race on the start line, but it's getting to the point where you, not that you almost can, but it sure does weigh in your favor if you can get out front on, uh, on these tracks. And like I said, the level of competition is so good and, and, 
the tracks certain this last race was tight um which was weird and it it that you can you can go back through and listen to every interview it it really messed with us um mentally Mm -hmm. like i was i was drained i like i physically yes but mentally i was just exhausted and and so was cole and so was uh adam and (laughs) adam had a lot of words to say after the race (laughs) about the track (laughs) (laughs) but like that's so uncharacteristic and um you know usually like i said it was just that this race especially it was hard to pass so uh you know Bryson was dead last off the start. I had a whole shot. And, uh, you know, that's same thing, blood in the water right out of the gate. If I can get 20, 30 seconds, that means he's got to push that much harder. And if that's why he broke a chain, then so be it. But I doubt it. I think it's just luck of the draw on that one. Who knows? Right. Um, but I always – I like to get out there. I want to run my pace. I kind of want to see who – who wants to latch on? Like who, who thinks they got the britches to run? Uh, <laughs> Rich Richardson brought it. Um, it was really cool to see him up there. Uh, McGill, um, you know, we got, I, we kind of got away from him, uh, Cole and I, and uh, we got into that tight stuff, that old school GNCC section and uh, McGill ran us back down. And I was like, Oh boy, like, that's not good. I really, <laughs> I like the mono mono one-on-one. Oh, okay. And, uh, so that, that three-way battle starts to get pretty intense. And then uh, I saw McClure, the, the snake lurking back there, too. And I'm like, you got to be shitting me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> man, I don't really want four guys. So I had to try to pick it up. Um, and we were able to drop McGill. Uh, so then it was just Cole and I, which is good. And, um, you know, like I said, I just waited and waited. And uh, I got two lappers between us. And I was like, you know what? I need to try to put a sprint in, see what happens. And, um, you know, he saw me get away. And after the race, that's what he said. He said, he's like, I, I saw you get away. I put one effort in, I didn't make any ground up and I put it into cruise mode because it was a better points day for me to get second than to, you know, break down like, uh, a lot of riders did. I think we had four or five DNFs or, uh, basically DNFs in pro class. Uh, we lost Neil Early, who came back in the race, we lost uh, Glotta, we lost uh, Boric on lap three, we lost uh, Covert, and somebody else. I think there were five or six ended up being failures. So, you know, that's just, that's how gnarly, a simple sand track in South Carolina was that gnarly. Yeah, that's that's, that's wild. So, you know, it's funny, you mentioned like the old style GNCC track versus like, what Brandon has talked about a lot the the newer style kind of GP ish. Um, yep, they're faster. What do you? And I know you, you know you say that you're not a specialist to either, but like as far as like looking forward to like when you hit a old GNCC style track like the tight, technical gnarly terrain. Like, do you look forward to stuff like that more, or do you look forward to the openness and just being able to kind of a blistering pace more? What what's what do you, not necessarily what you're better at, but what do you look forward to? What do you what's enjoy? Fun. Yeah, what's fun? <laughs> I, I used to look forward to the balls out, dusty, gnarly stuff, uh, but Bryson has figured that out. So I don't like it because now there's two of us doing the same thing. Okay. Not that I dislike it. It just makes it less fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> usually those were the days where you could put five minutes on somebody and it was just awesome. Now it's like, ah, oh boy, now we both are doing the same thing. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm excited about snowshoe. Um, that's just a weird, it's, it's such a different race. Um, 
the other one that was pretty cool was that Masontown race that we used yeah. to run. Mm-hmm. It was the original Mountaineer run, I think. Yeah. The the, the rock races, uh, it just it, not that it necessarily comes down to setup, but it just becomes it becomes a like I said a mental excuse me. Oh goodness. And a uh it's just it's just weird. Like you're trying to race a race and there's a lot of other things happening. The fans really get involved and pit strategies especially at snowshoe because you actually are able to pit on either side of the mountain so there's like you have your pit but you only see it every like 15 or 16 miles instead of every nine or ten miles so you're actually allowed to pit opposite of your pit on the other side of the hill so like you don't know if somebody pit so it's like there's just a lot going on and at the end of the race i'm actually sick like I could win by, by, I could, there's been a year or two of one by almost three minutes. And like, when I get off the track, I'm sick. Like, and I, as, as weird as that is, like, I look forward to that. Like, it's just, it's such a game and I, I love the game. And that's, um, South Carolina this year wasn't the game. Florida was kind of a game. I like that. Georgia was definitely a mind game. Um, you know, I kind of got out. Bryson caught me. We kind of played cat and mouse. He got ahead of me. I got back around him. I crashed. He got around me. He crashed. I got around him. And it was just kind of an old school. Like I said, Bill Bounds, Chris Borch, mono e mono. And it's great for the fans, too. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> so I, I, I love that game. And it's kind of fun. It's kind of uncommon until recent. So I think it's cool that that we're kind of getting to see that that kind of mind game thing again and you know we don't really talk to each other bryson and i i don't really have anything against him it's just uh like i said it's just a game and i love it <laughs> <laughs> right and you know it's funny because I, I i'm you know during that race the one where you guys battled it out um uh, to the finish and you know that looked like such a fun time and that's one of those times that we wish we had gopros on both of you guys <laughs> so we could see so we could see what was going on because uh, just the from the shots that we were the the drone shots were even were even amazing for that race as well um do you like you know you talked about how those are fun like you know i i guess like you know preferably you know you say oh i'll win win every race by two minutes but Deep down, or does that get you going at those those races that are that are uh, like the mono e mono ball, balls out speed and just like best man win? Is that like what drives you to 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 go for these race wins? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm getting used to it again, and you know, like I said, it was a bulk of my wins were uh, or have been, you know, by decent sized majorities a lot of the closer races i kind of more fell into and i think more recently the last two or three years they've been a little bit tighter and a little bit tighter and i think that just goes to show you that the the talent pool especially at the top is getting closer and that's cool um you know i feel like i maybe i not that i got better i just think i kind of perfected my craft for a few years and everyone else just had to catch up and a lot of the guys are catching up and it is fun. It really is. Like I'm not, I'm not doing anything different. I'm not getting any younger. And boy, I sure feel it on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, like I said, it's just, it's just a game. And uh, I, I, I'm, I'm learning to thrive for that. And it's cool. You know, it's not. If I see a, an opportunity to get away, of course I take it. But uh, when the challenge is presented to me, I used to cringe at the idea of of the races being close and. You know, now it's like, all right, 
let's go. Like, I, I want to see what I have. Like, I know what you got. I want to see what I, you know, we're, we're playing a poker match that yeah. last couple miles. High speed who's, poker who's match. Who's all in? Who's all <laughs> yeah, in? Yeah, really high. 30 miles an hour poker match. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. And that's, that's another thing is the speeds. Um, at, at what point is it uncomfortable? <laughs> and, and have you have you learned with these challenges to be able to com- be comfortable with the uncomfortable? I am the world's worst local racer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I so I haven't won an FTR race. That's the Florida Riders events this winter. I have not won one. Uh, Adam McGill beat me by four minutes three weeks ago. Are you serious? I didn't realize. <laughs> swear, <that>. swear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Hunter Hart beat me two days ago, uh, a couple seconds. I ran him back down. I felt pretty good about that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, man, all winter, those guys have been just whooping me, and that's just another kind of a mental thing. Like, I just can't do it. I have thir- 14 times a year. I go fast 13 times plus the Heartland Challenge. That's a really cool one-off race in Iowa. I'm sure people know if you follow racing. We actually got invited um, to that. <laughs> dude, it's a blast. Uh, they could really use some announcing help there, too, and some some live broadcasts. So maybe y'all should look into that. Okay. But, yeah, uh, yeah I go fast 13 times. Like, I don't practice. Uh, I'm not going to say I don't practice hard, but every time I do, something happens and I get hurt or just break stuff. So, like, it's weird. Like, probably 50% most of the time. And then when I get to a race, it's just, I'm a different guy. Like the helmet goes on and I kind of forget what happens for six hours, <laughs> like, <laughs> like two hours before, two hours during two hours after it's kind of just a blur. <laughs> That's awesome. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Like, like I said, I would love for Bill, Barry, Chris and I to all sit in a room and, and people like, if I, I want to put like the weird brain thing on, you yeah. know, like all the sensors and the little bucket <laughs> and like ask us the same question and see if like our receptors all work the same. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, sure. It's, it's pretty wild. Or like put a, put a, uh, something on a, like a TV and let us watch it like a GoPro and see if we like see lines and stuff. Cause. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it just pretty cool. Yeah. Well here, yeah, I like... think we're similar folks i would say that half of the guys that you just mentioned don't even have a clue who we are so like if you could like fill them in on 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 the podcast like like we'd be happy to host that like we'll get like live tv like we'll get uh video camera and broadcast it on facebook because that'd that'd be insane is just to be able to pick the brains of the caliber of the best of the best best. yeah and that's what we'll call it we'll call it the best of the best (laughs) We might have to set that up. I like where this is going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Great, we'll just, yeah, we'll travel to, to, to do that one for sure. <laughs> um, uh, Walker, we won't keep you too much longer. Oh, you're good. We got to be in an hour, right? Yeah, oh, we yeah. are. We, we are. are at an hour for yeah, sure. But uh, this we has been lost some... everybody. <laughs> no nah, way. You'd be surprised. <laughs> you would be surprised. With some of the dumb stuff that we've talked about and people stay on, like we talked about last week how our buddy – yeah uh uh, we had to tow his bike to the interstate last week and people stayed on for that so uh you'd be surprised (laughs) your your buddy with the kawasaki can we start a gofundme account oh maybe we could do that (laughs) get get this poor man a ymz account yeah hey we might need to do that for cooper over here rodney here he's still riding his honda thing you know oh not a honda (laughs) gosh see i'm a yamaha guy and he's he's the there we go so 
You know what? I think you should, instead of being like co-host, I think you should just host it. That's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this podcast is officially over. <laughs> this is done. I'm going home. <laughs> you know, it was funny. We were joking around before the show, and I was like, I wonder if like Fowler and Weenan have like a bet, like who can win the most championships on the Yamaha before they quit <laughs> for you guys hanging up. So far, he's winning. He is. He's winning. Not by much. Not by much. Is he, is he eight? Seven. I think it's, is it seven. Is he seven? He's seven. seven. Yeah. yeah. Joel stole one from there was it last year. Last year. Joel's two and he's seven. Yeah. We're two years ago. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. 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 Two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That guy is something else, man. He is. That motocross. Man. It's crazy that, uh, like, usually it was a year on, year off for somebody. Yes. Mm hmm. And then 2012, Chad got on that Yamaha, man. And that just, that's just an ode to Yamaha. Like, it's crazy that a machine changed a person like yeah. the machine turned him into the machine so <laughs> yeah. yeah it's crazy yeah. it uh, seems like it works and now that. kid dynamite too uh, yeah like I said, joel gets brought up a lot when i talk oh no i wonder what happened <laughs> <laughs> i didn't do it <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's cool to see him i hate that uh that daytona went bad for him um but it's awesome to see a mm. lot of guys on the on the Yamaha now, uh, all but maybe two or three riders. It's a pretty much a Yamaha gate. Yeah, it's going to make Yamaha. Uh, it, it already has made Yamaha step up their support level, uh, amateur and pro ranks, um, both for the championships and amateur championships uh, with the Blue Crew support. And it's awesome. That's what we need. Uh, no offense to the Honda guys, but uh, the more people that will switch and start buying Yamahas, man, like. They are going to keep. They're going to keep at it. They're going to keep up in the money, and they're going to keep building the machine. And if we can keep moving forward, I wouldn't be surprised if they would bring something else out new. Not that they are, but I just know deep down that it's it's there. It's just they need a good reason to do it. So yeah, yeah. For I hope sure. that I hope that everyone keeps buying blue, and it just I'm proud to be a part of that, and I'm proud of Yamaha for not giving up on ATV racing and. Yeah. I think ATV racing is alive and well and maybe better than, you know, it's been in at least a decade. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll, I will stand by that. Cause you know, the local series that I raced here last year, um, that typically was mm, 60 quads, four, fit 40 to 60 quads, yeah. uh, was over a hundred every single race. Good. And, good. and it's good to see, man. It just really is like the sport that we love, um, thriving and, and, and growing. And that's what we need to see. Um, and, and, you know, as long as Yamaha is behind that good on them, I'm, 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 yep. I'm pumped to see that. Yeah. Yeah I, think, yeah, I think even this weekend I, I converted a Honda rider, so that was cool. <laughs> the only thing I would love to see is, uh, you know, obviously Yamaha and, and, and even any manufacturer get back into the, the youth program. Um, that's the, the kid side of it. I think we lack machines, but we don't lack support of, of from families and, and children. Uh, the youth ranks are through the roof right now. and It's yeah. so awesome to see kids and, and parents and, and aunts and uncles and grandparents involved in it and i love it it's that part of it that's you know i think <clears throat> as much as i like to give adam a hard time about stuff i appreciate that he is so good with the kids and, and the youth program because i don't wake up early enough in the morning <laughs> that's my <laughs> that is my downfall like 7 8 a.m is just really not for me 
which is a terrible excuse. Um, <laughs> just so I'm going to have to work on that. <laughs> I'm going to have to work on that. But, uh, you know, like I said, the kids, it's awesome to see that's going. And I really hope, luckily, like, DR is uh, is sticking with it. You know, and, and Honda still makes the, the, the TRX-90. And I just really wish that Yamaha would bring back the, the um, Raptor 125 and 250, even without changes. Yeah. You know, just bring them back. Um, that's we need that stepping stone and and the market's there again. You know, it wasn't. I think it, it was a little weak and man, it's so strong right now. And I just hate that people gotta go out and spend twenty thousand dollars between a, a used four wheeler and a a, a one fifty Honda yeah. dirt bike and making these hybrids and crap. I just I hate I hate that side of it. Yes. Yeah, it gets yeah. pretty expensive. Uh we yeah. went there with my nephew. He had a two fifty raptor and we were trying to figure out every which way to 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 make it run faster and faster without you know making a hybrid out of it but uh yep. i think it'd be really cool if yamaha just took like a the 250 motor off the dirt bike and threw it on the on the 250 frame or something and, or 450 yep. frame i'd be sweet yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I don't know write a petition i guess i don't, <laughs> I, I might know a guy that and i don't know what the age restrictions would be on it yeah. Uh, rumor has it there were some old carb chassis laying around at Yamaha. They were trying to figure out something to do with. So yeah. maybe I don't know if we drop a proposal to stuff a 250 in there. It'd probably be a carb rated 250, but you never know. <laughs> something. Yeah. yeah, I mean yeah. that'd be pretty sweet. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey Walker, we're not gonna keep you too much longer, man. But we appreciate you coming on. Um, but we, if you you've listened to the podcast, so you might know what the last question is gonna be. Um. If you had to there's pick two of them, yep, there's yeah, two. there's two of them. Yeah, okay, man, I love it. He's definitely listening. You know, like when people are like, "Hey, I listen," and then you ask them these questions, and they're caught off guard. They don't listen, but Walker yeah. listens. That's awesome. <laughs> so, my guilty. Uh, all right, uh, just ask me, but I'm I'm ready. <laughs> okay, so if you're going to only be able to eat one fast food and one candy for the rest of your life, what would it be? I'm going with Zaxby's. Okay. Um. And it's only in the south, and I think there is one in Indiana, according to the sign. I've not found it, but I think it's in Indianapolis <laughs> somewhere. I'll have to try to find it. Just great options. I love their chicken. Uh, great salads. Solid choice. I've never, you know, had, I've be- never had it before. I've never had so I'll, I'll no. have to have that now. So have, you ever had cane, have you ever had canes, raising canes? No. no. Have you ever heard of it? Yes. Okay, so you'll more than likely find a canes, and it's – always good zaxby's is either terrible like they burn it <laughs> or really really good okay okay so so if you find a canes you'll get an idea it's kind of like chick-fil-a my opinion better but ever that's like the ultimate debate right yeah so anyway zaxby's probably their uh their six piece finger no slaw extra fries that's that's probably my go-to we, okay. we doing then, grilled uh, tenders or are we doing Crispy to- <laughs> oh no no these are fried for sure <laughs> for sure yeah, if crispy, we're going guilty pleasures delicious. it has to be fried well, listen, <laughs> this is like that southern soul food that just really sticks to the ribs i was just making sure he stayed on his uh training regiment you know see Brandon, brandon's been on this diet kick lately but like i'm with you walker you gotta have the fried every once in a while <laughs> oh yeah you gotta have that fried it's good stuff <laughs> and then uh candy bar so i'm actually allergic to nuts oh so, okay so I was a huge Reese's Everything fan forever, and then uh, I at like twelve or thirteen I realized I had a peanut allergy, which then turned into cashews and pecans and everything. 
So that really limits the candy bar market. <laughs> uh, I would say a cold Kit Kat is pretty awesome, cold. followed by a okay. Twix. A warm okay. Twix, because yeah. a cold Twix would break your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> but probably a Kit Kat. If I had to pick one, Kit Kat. Kit Kat. Okay, right. awesome, Sweet. awesome. Well, hey, those are some good answers. We we appreciate it. And Walker, dude, we can't thank you enough for coming on and giving us an hour of your time. We'd like to have you back on as much as possible. We won't make you stay on an hour every time, but uh, oh no, we. That's. I think we'll have to make this. Uh, you know, kind of a race by race thing. We'll just start doing it a little sooner and get some other guys on the show and uh, steal a few notes out of some other podcast books. Yeah, there we go. That's exactly that's the goal around here. And uh, like we said, man, we appreciate your time today, and uh, we look forward to having you on again. And we look forward to uh, meeting you in person when you guys head a little farther north. <laughs> <laughs> yep, right on. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Really appreciate it. Big shout out to everyone that's continued listening up to this point. Uh, definitely big thanks to, like I said, Mark Notman, uh, my awesome family, uh, Yamaha, GBC Tires, uh, Fly Racing, and uh, just all my fantastic supporters. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you at the races, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Right, thanks again, thanks, buddy. buddy. All righty. Take care. Take care. There it is, dude. <laughs> yeah, man, that's so awesome to hear from the champion himself. Ah, oh, dude, it was such a good podcast. Um, Walker, we appreciate you coming on, man, and uh, – uh, we look forward to having you on again. This has been one of the coolest podcasts that we've been able to do so far. So, and uh, we're looking forward to the next time he gets to come on. Um, man, I don't have anything else. Do you? No, I don't think. Uh, if this is your first time listening, guys, make sure you like and subscribe to our yeah. Instagram, Facebook, and then us on Spotify. And go uh, back and listen. We only got thirty other pods. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So 31 goes down in the record books for sure. So uh, with that being said, Brandon, any closing words? Peace. Later, guys. Have a good one. And if you're out riding this weekend, be safe and later. You can find a perpetual